This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Monday Show. This is a different but yet still awesome episode with our friend Ben Hall. Um, If you are listening to the podcast version of this, head over to YouTube, Facebook, or even our Instagram page where you can see the trailer for Ben Hall's newest movie, Night Into Day, um, playing before this episode, which you'll hear us kind of talking about it. But if you want to see that trailer in full, um, head over to our YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook pages, Just the Farm Traveler, and you will see that awesome trailer for Ben's new movie. Anyway, all right, enjoy the show. That was a quick little clip of our friend Ben Hall's newest movie, Night and Today. Ben, your director, buddy boy, how's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. So we had you on a few months ago, and you're on again. And your movie, Night and Today, is now on Amazon Prime. You're now two for two on Amazon Prime, which is kind of cool. I don't know anybody else like that. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you so much. So how's it feel? It's on Amazon Prime. It's out. People can go watch it, Night and Today. Ali and I watched it a few months ago, or about a month ago, because, you know, you gave us a cool little link to go watch it. And right. it's, it's very timely, man. It's very timely. So what, what's, I know I asked you like seven questions in one, but like, what's, what's your feel right now? Like, it's out there for the world to see. How are you feeling about it? It's a big relief. I mean, every time you make a movie, it is truly a small miracle to, uh, to get it, to even get it started and then definitely to finish it. And uh, we, we made the picture on about $75,000, which is like very low for a feature film. Very, very low. And um, so every step of the way, there was, you know, a lot of issues just trying to figure out the manpower and, you know, just getting people involved and, and, and pushing it through in an efficient way. Um, and shortly after we finished the movie, well, about six months after we finished it, we were pushing it towards film festivals and uh, we were waiting here if we were accepted. And then COVID-19 hit. 
Boom. So totally, totally rerouted our movie, um, but in a very, you know, strange, interesting way, the movie's thematic elements very heavily mirror what our society globally and definitely nationally has been going through. It has um, uh, elements of quarantine, of uh, illness, paranoia, um, and just global instability. And, um, you know, when I wrote the film, I very much put those things in there intentionally to kind of comment on just like the instability that we've been seeing over the past couple of years all around the world. But I never thought it would uh, very literally now kind of come into play. I mean, you can pretty much uh, swap out the nuclear attack for a pandemic and it's almost the same thing. So I know uh, it's it's so yeah. timely. I mean, COVID wasn't a thing when you were writing it, yet alone filming it. And then now it's so relatable to everybody that might watch it. It's like, oh, this is a movie about a couple that's quarantined. We're quarantined yeah. right now, or we were a few months ago. So that's perfect timing. Yeah, it's weird. When when uh when the pandemic hit, uh both my director of photography and editor on the same day texted me and they said, Ben, this is if, if you got to get this movie released now. And I was like, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, you know, we were going for festivals. Maybe we should wait. I, you know, it's just like, do, do anyone, does anyone really want to watch this right now? And then it, it, it really clicked about a day later. I was like, oh my gosh, they're right. I mean, this is just so relevant. And um, so from that point on, basically the week after the pandemic hit, I talked to my producers and was like, you know, we, we've got to release this as soon as possible. So we rerouted and just went ahead and pushed towards distribution. And, and thankfully we got it. That's so cool, man. So I went on Amazon today and I searched for it. And it's so cool because when you search for it, it goes night and today is the first option. The night and today Ben Hall is the second option. I'm like, I know him. He's on Amazon again. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. Good, so if, if people want to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime. They can go rent it. They can go buy it. What would you persuade them to do? Like, do you, they just need to watch it, review it, or what? What's the whole thing? Sure, deal? sure. Uh, you know, uh, whatever your preference, buy or rent, is either one is fine with me. Um, my biggest request is that anyone who checks it out to please rate and review it. It just helps us get more viewership. Even if you hate the movie, be honest. Go ahead and, and tell, tell us why you hate it. Um, but we just, yeah, we want to get as many reviews as possible to kind of keep the visibility going. We're doing a, a, as big of a marketing campaign as we can right now, just to try to make people aware of the picture. And, um, and also too, if, if you like the movie, check out my first film, The Man From Outer Space. It's also on Amazon. It has, it has a pretty good visibility at this point since it's been out for nearly three years. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's a very different kind of film. It's a lot more lighthearted than Night and Day. So <laughs> it is, it's a lot more lighthearted. I mean, Night and Day is it's thought-provoking. It's suspenseful. I never thought you would direct a suspenseful movie because growing up, I mean, our favorite movie was Caddyshack and Dumb and Dumber. So <laughs> you to make a, suspense, a suspenseful movie, I was like, shoot, man. All right. It's about like John Krasinski because you're hilarious like John Krasinski and then he made a quiet play. So it's kind of like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Yeah, no, my mom has even said, she was, one time she asked me, she's like, you know, as nice and funny as you are, I thought you'd make more comedies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's how I am personally. But the, you know, the, the stories that I'm interested in and want to tell, you know, usually have a little bit more, definitely more depth and sometimes more edge like this one, you know, cause I'm, I like to think of myself as a um, idealist realist. Like I, I want to like really propel, you know, um, ideals and what I'm saying in my movies, but at the same time, I want to be very real. Like the world is incredibly broken and more now than ever, you know? So yeah, no, exactly. Dude, I love it. No, it's a great movie. Love Thank it. You. Um, what? So you've directed, this is your second um, movie that you've directed while you're at, out in LA. Of course, you made a bunch in, in middle school and high school, a bunch in college. Yeah. From this one, I'd say this is maybe like 
your like your the biggest movie you've made right now up to this point in your career is that right yes yes so what would you say is like the biggest lesson you've learned from making this movie i mean uh, what would that be i know you probably went through a lot of stuff filming it working with cast working with crew editing it and everything so what do you say besides i know your feeling on red cameras i know that was something that you told me about like you're like they're crazy so what was your biggest lesson from making this movie yeah so um I think my biggest lesson was is that you know you you really on every single every single detail matters every single detail from the from the the production assistant who's the lowest of the low to uh your producers like everybody matters every job matters um and if there's any gaps in communication if there's any you know um just lack of oversight things hit the fan <laughs> And, um, I, you know, I, I saw that on my first film, but uh, I saw it more on this one because it was bigger. Um, our time frames were much tighter. Um, so, you know, going into my next film, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a lot more money um, and, uh, you know, and a lot more just oversight because it's just, you know, you get stretched thin when you do these micro budget films. You know, I get stretched in my entire crew and my entire crew is fantastic. You know, like they, they are, they are the top of their game. They're, they're some of the best people in Hollywood, in my opinion, but it's like, you know, you, you have to have the manpower to, to make these projects and, um, uh, man and woman power, let me make that clear. And, um, uh, and when you don't, it's, it's hard, you know, and that's, that's to me the biggest lesson is like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that again where you don't have, you know, uh, the luxury of, of, of an ample oversight of what you're doing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's awesome. So, all right, kind of an off the wall question. I just thought about it. So there've been so many movies that have been delayed, like no time to die, the bond film, tenant, a whole bunch of other stuff, black widow. What do you think the future of movies is going to be? I saw that tenant might release in 2021 where they release it on like one continent and then the next continent and they do it, they do it like a staggered release. Do you think, this whole pandemic thing is going to like change how movies are released. Are they going to go straight to like Netflix or wherever? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it already has changed how things are being released. And I mean, if it was up to me, I would hope that, you know, in the next year, if we can, you know, hopefully get a vaccine and, or even if we don't get better treatments and stabilize, you know, the situation, my hope would be that, you know, we could all return to theaters and that, you know, in, in throngs, we would go to theaters and watch movies. But the, the, really the biggest problem isn't even so much, in my opinion, isn't so much the pandemic. It's more the fact that movie theaters have been losing out for years. It's only major Marvel movies, you know, and Bond films that are really raking in the cash. And it's like, you know, you ask people, um, do you like going to movies? They say, yeah. And you ask, well, how often you go? And they're like, oh, well, you know, two or three times a year. That's not enough, you know, to, to keep the theaters going. And it's been, it's been on decline for, for nearly 15 years. And now you add in a pandemic and now it's not even particularly safe to go or it may not be for months, if not years, you know, it's to me, the writing's on the wall that, you know, the theatrical experience as we know, it probably is going to pretty much start fading away over the next couple of years. Um, if not sooner. And that breaks my heart because I, I, I love going to the theaters. I, I want I want my movies to show in theaters. You know, I've had the, the um, opportunity to show my movie at theaters before, not in wide release, but um, uh, but I think the writing's on the wall. You know, Netflix is so accessible. Amazon Prime, Disney, like all these platforms and the studios are already anchored into those platforms. So 
you know, um, I think the studios are going to have to really cut back on their budgets because there's only so much return you can get when you throw it out there like that um, on, on VOD. But yeah, you know, it, it's, I, I don't want to say unfortunately, but I think the future of movies is, you know, streaming. I think it's just what people expect and want and can afford. That's another thing too. Movie tickets are just so expensive. You know, I mean, to take a family of four, it would cost you like $85, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's a tough, but that, that would be my prediction is that we are very much over the next several years, primarily going to see, you know, VOD taking over the marketplace. Um, I still think movie theaters will exist. I still think, you know, you'll go to major cities and there'll be one or two there that you'll get to go maybe see a big release, a bigger release, you know, that simultaneously on VOD or releasing on VOD two weeks later, but. Yeah, that's my long prediction. <laughs> I like it. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, watching them at home is super convenient. But I mean, going to the theater is like, it's an experience. I mean, you can Nothing buy your like candy. You, I know it. I mean, just the picture so large, the sound, you feel like you're in there. I mean, it's it's an experience. I hope it stays around a lot longer. I mean, do you think this will make studios kind of cut back on making stupid movies like the Ninja Turtle movies that have like these huge budgets? That, but they might have like a $300 million budget, but they gross like $70 million. You think that's going to be a thing? I mean, they're, once again, yeah, in my opinion, they're going to have to cut back on the cost. Now, will they be smarter, stupid movies? That's yet to be seen. I hope yeah. smart. I hope they'll pick up more stuff like what I'm trying to do and my colleagues are trying to do. But, um, you know, I mean, studio, like I said, the, the, the theatrical has been flailing for a while and like studios had to anchor into these pre-known um, intellectual properties like Marvel and stuff, you know, and it's like, um, and so that actually might really change with the VOD sense because it's like now you can push out to more audiences quicker and more specifically, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I do think, you know, these massive budgets, they're going to have to come down, you know? Um, yeah. I, they've got to change be, somehow. That may be wrong, but I, I think they really, they really will because it's like, you know, you're, you're losing a market, you're losing that theatrical where people go and pay and then they pay again on VOD. You know, you're only doing the VOD, you know? So yeah. But it's crazy times, man. Hopefully both can kind of coexist in the future. I mean, we'll see. I, I, that's my hope, you know, yeah. but I, I think we'd be foolish to think that theaters as we have grown up with them and know them will continue to operate in the, in the two, 2020s. Yeah. <laughs> in the, yeah. Yeah, I you know so. yeah, exactly. That's true. I, have you been to one of those theaters that we have one over in Destin where you like order food and it's like a restaurant slash it's like a whole dining experience and it's so fun. It's great. Yeah. I mean, a little expensive because you're ordering food at a movie theater so ching ching but i mean it's pretty great yeah no it's a lot of fun yeah my, my producer uh elise rosenfield she um actually uh we did a screening at one for night and today back in january for a, an audience of about 100 people so it was a lot of fun oh that's fun okay yeah. cool yeah jealous all right yeah. so night and today on amazon prime um everybody go watch it right everybody go watch <laughs> it it's phenomenal it's so good your best movie yet yeah Hope everybody watch. goes and watches it watch rate review on both amazon and imdb if you can um and share with your friends and um yeah thank you thank you for the interest Good. absolutely man well oh gosh i just whacked the mic well i'm so excited man i can't wait for your next movie it's gonna be great what, what are your yeah, next plans we're, uh yeah we've got a movie slated called the red door and it's just like this little psychological thriller about this uh young mother who sleepwalks and is starting to have trouble figuring out what reality is so, okay i like yeah it. it's, it's going to kind of be um like this a little bit like the sixth sense meets the shining um not as violent as either of those movies but that's good 
um, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of that range. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're already, I mean, we're very quickly moving forward with it and we're just kind of waiting to see what the pandemic's going to, you know, how much of a roadblock that's going to be in the next year and a half or so to, to get it made. Well, I hope you share some of your sleepwalking stories in that movie because they are phenomenal and they are hilarious. My actually, so I actually didn't write this one. My my oh, okay. colleague uh, Jordan D. Crabtree did. Um, but yes, when we when he was writing it, I kept talking to him about uh, my experiences, and 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 um, uh, one of the very specific ones did make it into the script. So it'll it'll be really good. Was it the the mailman one? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to tell you which one. You have, have to. You have to wait till about 2022 and watch it. So. Deal. The mailman was my favorite. We're at a state park with Matthew. And it's two o'clock in the morning. We're in a tent, and you wake up. Uh, ben Hall. Ben Hall. I'm like Ben, what is it, guys? The mailman's here. Ben, we're at a state park on a Saturday at two a.m. The mailman's not here. Okay. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for having on the Monday show with us. This was great catching up with you and see what your movie's up to. Um, well, Ali and I will go watch it again because it's great. We'll watch it. We'll tell all of our friends and family to watch it. Thank so. you so much. Yeah. Hey, you are always welcome, man. <laughs> and and uh, just remind everyone um, that you can follow the film on Instagram at night, N-I-G-H-T-N-I-N, and the number two day, D-A-Y. Night into day. Sweet, man. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll link. We'll try to link. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can do this. We'll try to link the video on Amazon in the description of this show and the podcast and see how yeah. that goes and your Instagram. So cool, man. Great. All right. Great. Well, take care. Have fun in, in California. Thank you. All right. See you later. Later. Later.